Hey, Brooke. Hi, Bridget. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Splat. The podcast. Where we, Brooke and Bridget, me, Bridget, you. <laughs> me, Brooke. <laughs> exactly. Talk about Sex in the City 10 years younger and. 20 years later. Than the characters. Better in it. <laughs> <laughs> what a spiel. We have it, like, down pat. I'm really it's pretty proud good. of us. Yeah. We, like, we do a lot of. It's gotten a lot. A, a, it's gotten a lot and better. <laughs> we talk with our eyes a lot during the recording of these podcasts. We do. I think. It's too bad we can't transmit that as well. They can't watch us. It's uh, my lucky number seven episode. That's amazing. I didn't realize Bridget came and took Flywheel for the first time, and I picked her bike and I picked thirty-seven, which is her lucky. Thirty-seven is the ultimate ultimate. My birthday's on a seven, so seven's always been a number, but thirty-seven. What's the three? I love odd numbers. This is so crazy. This is like my eight-year-old intense brain logic. I liked odd numbers, and one is too close to zero, and nine is too close to ten, and five is basically an even number because you can add it together so evenly, it seemed to me. So three and seven were like the ultimate odd numbers. I love that. They just were so satisfying to me. <laughs> I have a thing with fives and zeros. Five, mm-hmm. I think, is mine, but my like all my six, eight is my birthday. Right. But I like how they look together because you could right. like connect them. Yeah. They're very satisfyingly round. They're very round. But also they've got a sharp point. Mm. Just like me. Hey. I'm a, my spirit number is a six. I like that. Um, happy Easter, Bridget. Thank you, Brooke. We're recording this on Easter Sunday. We are. Uh, which neither of us are really particularly. Because I'm Jewish. And I'm a nothing. <laughs> I'm a... Uh, probably agnostic, I would say. Yeah, I'm. I identify. I'm a believer in the f- forces of the world. In some I, I way. identify as agnostic. Yeah, I just Judaism is weird in that you can like also be cultural. Well, I was raised Unitarian. Oh my god, which is kind of. I had a Unitarian friend when I was really little. yeah Unitarianism. There's a joke in the Laramie Project, which I was in, that um, the Unitarian uh, pastor not pastor what would it be minister says he says uh, <laughs> no idea <laughs> he says we're not even sure we're a religion it's like choose your own adventure religion a little bit it's like you can kind of buy in on on whatever level you do and then everyone's accepted and yeah that's it religion is a, a thing yeah you guys we had to upgrade our storage so we could put out ep- four episodes a week which is really exciting which is exciting four episodes a week <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not happening. Don't get there. Sorry about up. it. I know you're all so eager. So eager. No, um, for a month. And so I had to up, up, we upgraded. And yes. now we can see where people are listening. We have so, people listening from different places in the world than we are. So hi Wild. to the minority of you who are not in New York, Illinois. Yeah. Um, and thank you to those who are there. But um, We love all of you. It's just exciting and shocking to us. Australia. Hey, what buddies. <laughs> We're so excited. Good day. Yeah, I'm not even going to try. And then UK. Yep, UK. I think some of those are my sweet friends. Also, good day. <laughs> oh, yeah, precisely. Should I just do every accent? I think you absolutely should. Um, I'm going to stop with those two before I uh, lose <laughs> listeners. Because we have, all of you are precious to us. <laughs> Seriously. Every single, hey you, you're precious to us. Yeah, you're precious to me. Ugh. We are sitting in Brooke's apartment right now, and we actually are so excited because we have a guest again today, and it's a different... We had two experts on of their own right, mm-hmm. and now we have pretty much the opposite of that. So, uh, someone who's never... Who... I, well, I guess you'll find out. Shall we bring in our dear friend, Garrett Bear? Yeah, let's do it. Thank you guys for having me on. <laughs> Hey, Garrett. Hey, hey Garrett. Up? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. So we have Thanks with us me on. dear friend, Garrett Bear, Bear. Mm. all the way from the West from Coast. Los Angeles. Born and raised. Oh, that's right. I always forget that about you. I know. You're a Florida pup. Florida pup. Yeah. I picture I picture LA and Florida are similar things, and that's, I think, my own ignorance that I'm cool <laughs> sitting with for a while. And you're, sure. except you're dry and I'm wet. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> humid. <laughs> yep, that's a key difference. Florida's moist. Yeah. Let's kick yeah. this off. <laughs> there are more West Coasters in this room than East Coasters. So I, I feel so far away from you. I know. It's weird. They're sitting right across from each other, though. Yep. <laughs> Just in case anyone... So, Garrett... Separation anxiety. Tell What's us up? a little about yourself. 
in life? Yeah, like yeah what, sure. Um, what do you do? What I'm a writer and an actor. I have been primarily writer's assistanting nice. for the last year and a half out of school. Amazing. I just so everyone knows, siblings. we're sitting inside right now at like six thirty, and Garrett's wearing sunglasses, which is <laughs> yeah, a really he's good awesome. look. He seems like a great guy. Oh, well, now he's talking in the third person. Um, Garrett, yo. is also the youngest of three. Oh yeah, that's true. I am. I we all have that siblings. in common. They just left New York today, actually. Oh, I know. Fun. I saw. I'm sad I didn't get to see them. I know. It's okay. They know I love them. I know. Yeah. <laughs> of course. And they love you back as well. That's it's like nice. a love thing. Okay. Whoever is listening right now, Bridget has the best voice for this. <laughs> what? In the world. I told you. Not that Brooke Stop. doesn't. They no, have no, a nice no. compliment. It's mine is. Uh, we've discussed this. Bridget is like a beautiful woman, and I I'm a cartoon like a dog. I sound like a weird, chilled out I version of myself. You sound wonderful. Yeah. Well, well yeah. I'm, we have two rules on this podcast. What's One up? is we can't apologize for how we're feeling, <laughs> okay. and two is supportive statements only. Supportive Great. statements. Okay. Only. It's a very, very safe. This con- is a conflict-free podcast. A conflict-free. Okay. A conflict-free <laughs> podcast. True. Splat. <laughs> so we all went to school together. We actually. did. Yeah. Ye old Northwestern. Yeah. Go Cats. So, Garrett, something I'm just curious about is, yeah. will you just? Give us like a two-minute spiel about what you think Sex in the City is. Yeah, so I yeah, had a seen in- a couple episodes. Give us an intro. Um, my, my high school girlfriend, uh, I watched a couple episodes with her, I think, because she loved the show, although we didn't talk about it a ton. You How old were you guys at this point? 18, 17. Oh, okay. So I know, okay, so it centers <laughs> around, this is, I, there are a couple things I know. Tell us. It centers around um, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, mm-hmm. who is Matthew yes. Broderick's wife, Very good. and she looks yes. like a foot or a horse, depending on who you talk to. Okay, she looks I like think a foot she's, we well, think she's beautiful. I think, I think a key she, factor there that, is he said who, depending who you're talking to. And I also never said she wasn't beautiful. Okay, I think fair. Yeah. I have seen the memes of her compared to a horse, but also also think about this: Brooke is a beautiful woman, and she self-identifies as a dog. What type of dog? A female dog? A shih tzu. A shih tzu. <laughs> she self-identifies as a shih tzu. And when you think of shih tzu, you don't think beautiful human being. Right. Brooke, yet, a beautiful human is. being. Of yeah. course. This and so guy, I think I think calling it. Sarah Jessica Parker a foot or a horse. Horses are beautiful. <laughs> yeah, they're they legal in their own way. Yeah. She is, she's, quite, she's quite a woman. Um, yeah. Okay, keep going. Can I keep going. say just one thing about yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker? Yes. That girl, woman, loves Matthew eggs. Broderick. Eggs. She <laughs> loves eggs. She loves Matthew her, Broderick, but she also loves her eggs. Instagram. She posted this one thing that was like no complaints, and it was literally just a video of an egg frying. Oh. And I thought it was the funniest thing. And then it's obviously it's Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Everyone. Happy Easter. Hot we celebrated egg. Easter together last year. Oh my god, I we don't did. Know if you remember this is our that. second Easter in a row. That's so back to back, baby. Hey, gotta yeah. keep that going. Jews of Easter. Easter yeah. 2018. Mm-hmm. Put it on the calendar. Next oh, yeah. year in I'll, Jerusalem. Next year in hey. Jerusalem. <laughs> that is the thing about Passover. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. Of course. Um, sorry. Okay. No. So, so what else? Should, should I keep plowing on? Yeah. yeah. Tell us more. Um, it's okay. So it's it's Sarah Jessica Parker. Do you know her character's name? <clears throat> Samantha, and she is <laughs> a gossip columnist for the New York Times, yeah. and she loves writing about um, the happenings of the day and fashion. Yeah. She's so good at clothes, and yes. They're her and her four <laughs> friends. One of them is so much older than everyone else. <laughs> That's something I know about the show. I know one yeah. of them is like 65, and they're all in their 20s. Like now. And they have, <laughs> maybe oh, 20. maybe not anymore. I also recently learned that Cynthia Nixon, who is giving a brilliant performance as Birdie, brilliant. The Little Foxes and right Regina, now. And Regina, I'm sure, too. And Regina, I'm sure, but she's going to, she, I'm sort of convinced, it's a tiny, tiny role. I'm convinced she's going to win the, the Tony. Tony for like a, what amounts to like, she makes that extent. character so important. Mm-hmm. It's a it's impeccable. Cynthia Nixon, if you're yeah. listening, impeccable work in The Little Foxes. And I learned that she probably, I think she has an arc on Sex and the City. Or she's featured a lot in it. She's, she, yes. Indeed. She's yes. one of them. She has multiple arcs. Yes. Yeah. Oh, great. She's so she's a recurring character. Yeah. Um, there this is, is incredible. You're one, making me um, seem like a hard-boiled expert right uh, now. So I'm, hard-boiled I'm doing, expert. I'm doing well. <laughs> There also is a character named Mr. Big, yes. and we never learn his real name. We do in the last episode, and well, I told just, but spoiler. I never, she told me she'd kill me if I looked it up. I will my favorite never murder you. <laughs> that's <laughs> it'll be my favorite murder as well. Okay. Well, I thought that was a cool concept, so that's something I guess I've burrowed away in my brain. That's right. I, love that. I think right. Yeah. I'm sort of guessing on the rest. I th- I think the, the rest is probably right as well. One thing you know is that right we don't well. know about Mr. Big's name. Yeah, I, I know that. that. 
Because I learned that. It's like the slutty pumpkin in um, sure. How I oh, Met Your right, Mother. Right, right. Right? And I, I think those things are adorable. Because uh-huh. it's, it's, um, it's Samantha's show, and we see everything through her <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I can't um, wait. Just so everyone knows, we're... We're doing this before Garrett has watched the episode, so he's going to go, he's going to yeah. watch it. So he's really coming at it with fresh eyes, and we're going to hear what he thinks on the other end. So, I'm excited to see it. So we'll, we'll, we can talk more about you as we get in. Be yeah. prepared to talk about as much as your comfortable experiences that you've had. Great. Okay. Are you, let's, um. So we, we're going to pause. Can we pause her? Okay. Yep. Here we go. Garrett's back. Garrett's hey back. Garrett has now watched enough. He looks a little shell-shocked. Well, I'm shell-shocked because it was just a, uh. It was it was a lot different than I think what I thought the show was. Did you yeah. were you surprised to find out that the main character's name is uh, Carrie and not Samantha? I wrote that down five minutes in. They actually didn't mention her name for a little bit, so I I mm. I, I, I lived in my fantasy for a while, <laughs> good, and then good. I realized quickly quickly that I was incorrect. They used you into it, and yeah, that they're yeah. not quite quite as old. <laughs> Right. Right. Yeah, no one is 65. No, no one certainly is 65. Not. not right now. That I would also, make I actually couldn't plot. tell who the old one was. Hey, I didn't know. They all seem to be the same age. Everyone is young in this thing. Beautiful. Yeah. Although my yeah, was absolutely. immediately struck by um, how the, the man in it, who I, I learned later was Mr. Big. Yes. So he was the one whose name I know. Yes. He's like fake handsome. He's like handsome I because everyone, a lot because of, they're like, he's hot. I feel like a lot then, of them are though. Like I feel like not, that's a lot right? of like not what was hot in that, in the 90s. Because I feel like that about a, like I agree. a like lot me of. me as a baby was hot in the 90s. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, this is a crazy title sequence. Everything about this is Yeah, Sambatastic was I think the word you used when it started. I did, yeah. yeah. That was good. Yeah. Wow. The I voiceovers remind me of Gossip Girl as well. It's probably, Gossip Girl was probably very much influenced by this. Of, yeah. Well, they both happened in New Derivative. York. It's like young New York. Yeah. Yeah, right? They're yeah. so coupley in the beginning of this. Last time we left them, Carrie was confronting yeah, she's Big. Like, it's, a, well, it's a city full of seven million weirdos, and right now it just felt like me and Big. And they do another one of those weird transitions. Yeah. Why, where they why zoom don't they in name the it? I'm not sure. I don't know either. Oh, I didn't realize I that. read an article that the fucking um fourth wall breaks we think they end in the end of the first season but there's like a secret one in the middle oh, beginning of the second season because there's one in this episode too and i was like they really we keep saying they're ending but they haven't and you know what else are in this what the thing you hate the most oh interviews with randos interviews i don't hate randos. them i just think they're yeah. so funny and weird um yeah, we go to the streets in this yeah episode. we do we um do. carrie talks about like the sidewalks of new york and it's funny because recently i've had just like the most infuriating time walking on the street. I've been confronted with a lot of like people who walk in a subtle diagonal mm. so you can never really get around get them. Get around them. Um, I hate PDA also. I'm like, I would, if I saw fucking Carrie and Big on the street like Stopping make it out like that, just... I would be so mad. I would I would hate those people. But yeah, you throw a punch. I'd throw a punch. And then we see Cynthia Nixon. What a brilliant performance. Who it really is. is a main character. And Bridget, this thing that yeah. you... That you love so much, where um, Miranda and Carrie's relationship. They're really they're like friendship. pushing this, this them as yeah. like they're such friends, and they go to each are other they not for all everything. Friends? Well, they well they are, but we're only seven episodes into the whole series, mm. and the only one you've seen a lot of one on one is Miranda. I mean, we've seen a little Samantha and Carrie. They seem special to one another. They do. I think the actresses also knew each other before they were cast. Interesting. And like had worked together like when they were younger. So they might have had the chemistry from the get-go. So they mm-hmm. have had, they have had like a, a sister relationship for like a really long time. And I think it's what makes Miranda huh. and Carrie so special. But Carrie's talking about how she's become the women that everyone hates. She is. Well, it's interesting because she, first she talks about how she, she wouldn't even compare what she has with Big to a relationship she's had with anyone else because all the other ones have ended. She's jonesing for this to be like one that lasts, you know, she's already planning for it not to end. And then she says, we, I've become one of the women we hate. And do you know what I wrote down that was weird about this moment? So Miranda calls her. And then it's like, I have to and go. And then it's like, well, it's funny because right. Miranda's been trying to reach her because Carrie has like disappeared into this world with Mr. Big. And Carrie's like, I wondered, or I realized I committed the cardinal sin forsaken my girlfriends for my boyfriend. She already is like quick to call him a boyfriend. Again, there's something about the show is that it's always very unclear to me, like how much time has passed, like how long mm-hmm. have Carrie and Big been dating since the like make out vodka throwing scene of episode six. Right. They've been, yeah, 
But there was a, you know, they cut to like them walking in the sun. So I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, month, months, It does weeks, seem that way, right? Or like a significant portion of time. But they did, there's a scene like, like that in the last episode when it's their second date. Oh. And, you're, and they're already all very loved up on the street. It's an, I don't know either. I like the phrase loved up on the street. <laughs> loved up on the street. That's, that's it. That's the theme of this episode. That's some of my 90s jock jams. Loved yeah. up on the street. <laughs> like my single. Yeah. It's a good single title. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. Compliments and positive affirmation. Ugh. There you go. We here all we the time. Should. That's what he's here for. That, what else does he have to say? say? There's Jeez. a lot of cheesy moments in this yeah. episode. Oh, there's some crazy puns coming up. Yeah. 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 And I think, I don't know if we've gotten to it or not. But this, it's the looking straight into the camera, yes. like first person thing. It's a little it's freaky. It's so weird. It's weird. That's what we were talking about, the they, breaking of the fourth wall. They do it a ton in the first few episodes, and then it peters out slowly, but they still do it. Um, oh, this But is, we get to the brunch. We have to talk with it. Okay, so yeah. they're all at the brunch, and, and Carrie's like, I it's have to. It's the first time they've all been together. In a, in a, actually, that's, I think they tell us. It's been a few weeks. Okay. Because, they, because like three weeks ago was when things got serious, and then they haven't seen Carrie since, basically. And Miranda's like, I'm not really concerned. And um, they all like turn to look at the camera. The cameras, cameras carry, and they say, "We really weren't that concerned. Just completely hurt and offended. Actually, you missed a lot." And then she like kind of catches them up. She's like, um, "So they have like a bonding, get back together, like, catch up brunch." Charlotte's like, "You missed a lot." And then we find out what we've missed. Miranda did a merger. Samantha's gotten really into real estate, and Charlotte is. Practically Dating. engaged. Yeah, she's practically engaged. She's found her love also. Yeah, she loves this guy in the Divas. Michael. Okay, Michael Conway. The, the dog. So good in the what Divas. a beautiful That's my favorite part of the episode. Yeah, the the dog. dog's like proximity. They never talk about the like proximity. That's a great bit dog. though. It's a good That's bit. my favorite bit of the whole episode is the dog that watches them hook up. It's pretty good. <laughs> but there's one problem with um, Michael Conway. Oh, he's... As a concept or the character? So the dog, so so they cut to Charlotte making out with Michael Conway and the dog is just ridiculously close. close. Yeah, it's just watching them hook. It's It's hilarious. But so the thing, so so he's supposed to be perfect for her. He's from a good New York family. And then as all, as with all of them, there's like the one flaw. Charlotte's are always like weird sexual things. And yeah. this conceptually isn't weird. It's the weird, aggressive, physical way he does it. Right. It's it's so it's the, they call it like the blowjob tug of war. And basically, this yeah, perfect guy she's dating thing. tries to like as they're making out, just push her Shove head into her head his down lap. There. That sucks. Garrett, have you ever thought but of that as a viable way to? Absolutely not. I've <laughs> never <laughs> once t- tried to coerce. Yeah, and a that's woman what into it is. that's great. He it's, literally you and they, go and watch the thing that he tries to shove her head down there. And that's so times fucked in up. The whole episode too. It do happens. we curse in this thing? Yeah. Oh, we, oh, okay. we do. Like little sailor dogs. It's yeah. It's not great. <laughs> Just don't do that. Ever. Yeah, it's pretty yucky. Yeah. So it's a pretty big flaw. Also, he's not cute. Michael Conway, not cute. Not cute. I do love the way that they talk about giving blowjobs, though. Like, Charlotte's yes. like, I hate giving blowjobs. I was, this is when I wrote down, I was excited to talk to you about this episode. Because they each do this, like, we have different feelings about doing this. They do this every the episode. The best one was Cynthia Nixon saying, I only give head to get head. Yeah. She's amazing. Well, <laughs> well like Charlotte apparently doesn't ever. Practiced which is, out of the data. <laughs> She pretended it was a popsicle, but she just doesn't As like she, it. Oh, oh, oh. This her is, problem with it is that she doesn't want to give him a blowjob and not that he's physically forcing her head into his lap. So they all talk about how they like, like they're not the favorite, but like with the right guy, it's nice, which is right. like how I feel. Um, and Samantha's like, I think that's pretty middle of the road. You may be on your knees, but you've got him by the balls. I'm like, yes, Samantha. That's kind of how I feel. Um, it's a power thing. Okay, so I have a story about... <laughs> is this where the story comes in? Yeah. Brooke has a story for this episode. I can't wait. It's not what you think. What does that mean? I don't know, but we're about to hear. Okay. So I have a story about talking about like blowjobs and <laughs> beautiful practicing on bananas. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't practice on a banana. Okay. But I did get coached <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. by my friend. This was the summer after freshman year of college. And I was like, I don't know if I'm good at giving blowjobs. And my... Give her a code name. Call her Cynthia Nixon. Cynthia Nixon. Absolutely. <laughs> was like, I'll help you. And I was like, how? And we got our friend. Oh, yes. And it's dildo. <laughs> oh, my God. We didn't actually put mouths 
I don't sure. think on the on the dildo. Just for demonstration. But like this is what maybe we did. I really don't remember it in that much detail. But like she gave me all these moves and um they work. And uh I've wow. I've gotten good feedback, so sorry, Dad. Um <laughs> Is this do you uh, just apologize to your dad at some point in every episode? I think what I talk about giving oral is usually about when. And <laughs> when it Seems fair. I don't think my mom knows how to listen to a podcast. She's trying. She's trying. That's that seems nice, it right? It was nice I don't of know. someone that's, to take take yeah, you under their wing. Yeah, it seems like a good team bonding thing. Yeah. What did you think about this uh, this scene, Garrett, where they're all discussing their different feelings about? I think they're, well, that's great that they about... have opinions about this stuff. How does it make you feel about um? Like their characters? Sure. How can I ask? Okay, here's a question. Mm-hmm. Did you, I, maybe not now, but it, did you have a feeling like in high school or as you were coming into like the time when people were hooking up with each other where you felt like there was uh, an equivalency with oral in particular where it was like you, like there are rules about it, I feel like. Yeah, I think you mentioning high school far overestimates yeah. how cool I was in high school. <laughs> I mean, same. same. I had absolutely Fine. nothing going that's, on in high school. That's <laughs> I just thought I'd throw it out there. sexually active in, in elementary school <laughs> for the first time. I think yeah. I gave my first blowjob at the end of my senior year of high school. It was Mine on was a beginning beach of freshman year of that's college. We're so uh, on a beach at prom. That's so Florida, bro. <laughs> true it really is that's yeah Wait, so what is the question though my, my question was like do you I, I feel like oral sex is one of those things where we feel like there are like rules oh, sure. attached the, yeah. that you learn as you grow that there just aren't rules about sex really at all but i felt like, like i don't know did you feel obligated to give if you received um always i guess obligation is like a weird <laughs> word true. i feel like oftentimes I things were discussed a... and like you know yeah. sort of it was i think it was a little more sensitive I, th- I think I might be a t- bad person to ask in that yeah. context because w- I wasn't just sort of like like randomly flying right. into sexual encounters. Like I don't think I'm asking very well serious either. I'm girlfriend. confused if you're asking about like in high school if like finding out that you gave someone oral like put you above or like in terms of like if I were to give a boy an oral in high school that I would then be expected to receive it. Because I don't... Kind of. I, yeah, I, think- I the I don't expectation think, was there was like this weird double standard. I don't. I think. I, I think, think that's what I'm asking. Is yeah. that that was conceived on your conceptualized on your side? No, I also don't think I knew what that like oral for a woman was like. I knew what a yeah, blowjob was way before I yeah, knew what same. cunnilingus was. Certainly. So Charlotte and Miranda are in like suits. Mm-hmm. Carrie is in this amazing dress it's like electric it's a, blue I, this is my like dream dress it's really cool also her boobs how does she do that her body is a mystery unbelievable and then Samantha's just got like a fringe on the tit yeah it's quite a look titty fringe oh excuse me <laughs> booby fringe <laughs> yeah it's quite a look she's got it's interesting there's yeah it's really it's just fringe and it's just just right there they all look amazing but so they're they're out at dinner catching they're at up. brunch and they just oh, finished sorry, talking brunch, about blowjobs they just who looks like that at brunch and so. samantha's like oh look it's i look mr. like that at brunch of course the tassels on the titties oh look it's mr big <laughs> so this is a crazy moment the women are kind of know what's about to happen yeah. and they try to stop it the but carrie goes over and you to guys say hi because mr big is having brunch with another woman he was so um he's well, delighted to see her he like doesn't react he really is he also is so able he's he's so confident about dating multiple women oh at once. yeah for it's a man this fake handsome it's really yes. jarring mr big is super swaggoo yeah also, and then have the light what time of day is it that, that's what i mean that is some what golden hour night and, yeah. Yeah. yeah and he's in a full suit and tie yeah it looks dark outside i think they're at dinner now it's a different different than brunch dinner. yeah i think this brunch is anymore, yeah maybe yeah. they're wearing the same and then the women like all before. the costumes they all come behind a fence and like stare the girl the the three the three other women are like no well, this shit. so carrie says can i talk to you for a second and she pulls him away from the table where he's sitting with another woman and she's like you I... told me you told me you had a work thing and he's like no i said a dinner thing that's the thing about big is he's that he always twists the words to make because he's totally non-committal so then he can swing it whichever way he needs to for the lie i told you i don't i don't love him he has his flaws um and he's like are you okay and it's the most condescending thing and she kind of like it's like just like she did in episode um four 
with the guy when she left. She was like, I'll hear our drink. She like pretends to be a cool girl. Yeah, she does the cool girl move where she's like, that's fine. It's cool. And like slaps him on the chest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's about to slap him right here. Yeah. Here we go. What? She gives him a nice. She tells him to enjoy brunch twice. Dinner. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, it is dinner. Yeah. He it's says dinner. Di- it's definitely dinner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he lo- said, I had like a dinner that. thing. And she says they have like four bottles of Pinot Grigio. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that seems like a lot of uh, yeah. bottles of Garrett, wine. look at all their outfits. Which one's your favorite? Yeah, look the at all. Bl- the oh. blue one. The yeah. blue one. So, yeah. And she's also wearing matching electric blue eyeshadow. The, now she's yeah. pacing around her apartment, like, doing the carry thing. And smoking inside. Yeah. Can't have smelled great. She, uh, yeah. She also, she's, oh, she's doing a voiceover right now. Yeah, and yeah it she's, seemed, these happen every episode. She'll, like. Because she's a writer. Yeah, so this is her is column. It's her, like, right. blogging her column, I think. Oh, and, and then, then I love when they go to the streets. Randos, yeah, this exactly. Stops One of you hates it, right? Bridget. I don't, I've never hated it. It's just, it was bad. It surprised me so much when it started happening. I wrote, yeah, it's a little shocking. Oh, no, interviews. Who are these people? Who, oh, this it's guy. Like the beginning of Annie Hall. This is a, an 90s, interesting guy who says, um, 90s monogamy. Non, 90s monogamy, you don't exchange fluids or phone numbers. What does that mean? I think it means that you can do anything with another person as long as you're not like having penetrative sex or an emotional connection. This also is crazy. How do you find someone if you don't exchange phone numbers? Because I've never met anyone out in my entire life. I know. I've never gone out and met a new human being. That's partially because we have phones, don't you think? So we don't have And friends. I think we go out with people we already know and stay in our own little bubbles. We love a bubble. Uh, What is this man? He's gross. (laughs) He's so funny. And then there's the crazy broker woman who Samantha's about to go out. Yoinka, 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 British real estate agent? Yes. He is. Well, no, but the, the lady, too. Oh, did you think he's Yoinka? Oh, I don't he's think he's my yoinka. type. So they talk about monogamy, and, and for Samantha, Carrie's like, Samantha doesn't believe in monogamy with men or with her real estate. Brokers, so yeah. earlier, we, we saw Samantha was getting really into real estate. Also, She's looking to get her own place. Samantha, what does that mean, getting into real estate like it, in terms new, of renting? Like to invest, move. Yeah, to invest oh. in a new property. Okay. You guys, doesn't Samantha look like she's wearing a sexy Colonel Mustard costume <laughs> from Clue? She's in like a mustard yeah. yellow yeah. like suit with it's a snake skin, and I'm like, Carrie did it in the empty apartment with the New York star. Yep. The broker's like, promise me one thing. You're you, telling me you don't think this man me. is hot as fuck. He looks very familiar. He, he looks. He like, reminds me of someone too. He looks like a knockoff like Scott uh, Foley, Clark Kent type. That's my type. Knock off like James Marston, right? Oh, he does. You're totally right. And then they're what fucking. A look. Yeah, they love making out. Which, like, yeah. I wrote Samantha and I have the same type. And then the best thing happens. I love this episode because not only do I get a hot oh British my God. guy. Stanford? This sweater. I, and the tie. You guys, Stanford is back. My favorite Stanford. It's been a while. It's, it, we haven't seen him. Stanford is one of two gay best friends on Sex and the City. That's If you couldn't tell by his by? violently Pepto-Bismol pink. Well, so that was my, my initial question was, what, what kind of crazy-ass name is Stanford Blatch? Yeah. And it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love it. Fuck this guy. This guy's named Jared. He looks like, uh, he sort but of looks like Justin Thoreau. I love Carrie's long Oh, she looks detail. beautiful. Before we talk about this creepy, patterned, necklaced man. So they, hang on, we should set the scene up for Let's a hot t- So, so yeah. Carrie is with my favorite Stanford at a bar. At a bar. Who knows what time of day it is. Crazy it bar. could be It could Night. be 3 p.m. It could be 11 p.m. Right. Um, and this no guy comes up tired. behind her as there. No, but ever. But Stanford is like, monogamy's out. Like, it had its minute, and now it's out. That's the conversation there. Carrie's like, that's because you're a whore, and Stanford says. I can't even commit to a long-distance carrier. Yeah, you know what you are? You're a whore. I wish that were true. And I went, baby, I'm a Stanford. <laughs> I also, I, I, this is also a little crazy, but I, he seemed, he seemed to be a homosexual character, which was great. And I'm glad that Stanford? they're. Stanford? Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I really, all doubt was removed when he uh, was forced to deliver the line, how marvelous, in an over-the-top uh, voice. Oh, yeah. earlier I, episodes, it's been established in a less offensive way that he is oh, gay. Oh, my first introduction to this gay character is he's wearing a bright yeah. pink sweater. They, and he I would says, say they tried very heavy-handedly throughout the whole thing. That's 1998 for you. It is. Well, that's, it doesn't, I mean, I, I also am not an authority on gay representation well, in media. I certainly would not. 
in some ways it's surprising that it's in here at all and as cavalierly as it is but in some ways you're like ah the subtlety here and i think the thesis statement of the scene is fuck the other guy the other guy is really trash trash i thought he was gay when i first saw him because he's in this like choker and this like shirt my dad would wear he does have very groomed eyebrows no he is he is a unibrow he has such a oh the arch underneath. And I'm though, not. Though. I guess I, I'm not biased so against young. people with Stanford unibrow, is a glowy. Yeah, he really is. This guy is so creepy. He he just immediately hits on Carrie in the grossest and leechiest way possible. I believe the line is if you were on the list of or if there was a list yes. of the thirtyest sexiest, sexiest women, women in New York. Oh, because this guy's a successful, a successful writer, uh, and yeah, um, Garrett has just like gone like full horizontal. I love just it. He's getting comfy. Yeah, the, I wrote at the top of my second page: thirty sexiest women. I hate him. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible line, and she doesn't react nearly as violently as I would like her to. My my question about this scene as well is: is this? Um, I I don't I want to ask this question delicately. I, I really want to ask this with some level of sensitivity. Um, I'm trying to expand my own worldview as a, uh-huh. a man who consumes media and is like a fan of storytelling as a concept. Yeah. Is this like the objectification of her shitty men in the show? Like her stereotypical gay best friend and like douchebag who whatever. Is that like always what happens to women and I'm just blind <laughs> to it because I'm a man? Oh, interesting. Like is this the reverse like the of fact- what women oh. have to endure every day that's funny I like am i ignorant enough in media in some ways in media yes we're like like in tv a often lot of- any gestures at female characters are very shallow and they're like there to just suck just to be there as women you know but i think you're right that this does in some ways because there are a lot of guys who just kind of flit in for a minute and they're just there as potential sexual partners or, or scenery they hook up it's like with. the entourage yeah. thing where they're just like totally. surrounded by one I was, note i was literally gonna women. say entourage it seems like yeah. this is the reverse of so and i think i've just saying. been so jaded it's just part of the atmosphere of it but that's where, what yeah. also made the show so revolutionary is because right. it's Which the first time that, yeah. that men sort of well, become secondary the fact that he, you're asking the question is maybe a testament to that power yeah Cool. And I think sort no, of was... embarrassing, like my. But I'm not. I'm no, not it's awesome. But media is that. Admitting my own that That's the. This is the content we want. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I also. I yeah. I think I. I um. The mutual like she still looks like a foot and a horse, but she's not unattractive. <laughs> this ponytail isn't helping with that theory. The hor- that. It is a little bit like a mane, but yeah, yeah. You're, she is not. Okay, so the point of the gross boy hitting on her was so that she could say to herself. Normally, someone hitting on me like that would light me up inside, and I just felt nothing because I just wanted to be with Mr. Big. Which and is then he great. calls her right on cue. And the he quote does. is, well, hello, and I miss you, baby. Yeah, he <laughs> says, I miss you, baby. And she like starts like getting Undressing. hot and bothered. It's interesting. But she also pulls the phone away from her ear and talks into the camera for a minute. Of course she does. Well, she's on a TV show. Right. <laughs> Classic. She knows that a camera's there. Right. She's but an actress. But now she's eating pasta. With Miranda. Miranda. Which I think it's so special interesting. Special friends. For this, like, actual, for the actual emotional stuff. When she wants to spiral out of control, she'll call Miranda and they'll go for walks in Central Park or they'll go eat huge bowls of pasta. And discuss things and break it down. And she's so beautiful. Um, they both are actually. I really love Cynthia Nixon is a goddamn jewel. Yeah, she is. You guys, and then the best thing happens. Bridget, were you so oh, excited? Oh, I lost my mind. You led me to believe last episode too. He was gone forever. I forgot. Skipper appears. He's back, baby. He's back, baby. Garrett knows. I didn't know where he was before, but I I could tell you that could he tell. re-entered. Well, you can tell because Miranda is so flustered so he's seeing, with a girl he's dating a, seeing yeah. your ex even an ex that you didn't like yeah she sees an ex she's so possessive over it because skipper was like in love with her and she he kind of she has this new girl yeah. seems really nice she seems great and then they walk away and miranda goes who was that self-important bitch watching this scene it's fascinating again i was like this is my hybrid. Yeah. Like, I, was, I Carrie, felt very Miranda in this. Very ungracious. But, Carrie. like, Carrie, like, <laughs> spinning out, being yeah. like, I'm overanalyzing everything that this person said. And then Miranda being like, I want to kill that bitch. I was <laughs> like, <Thanks> you. That's, <laughs> uh, that's funny. The pasta that they're eating looks delicious. It does. Well. So good. God, I want pasta so very bad. I think a discovery as well is I didn't, I didn't realize that uh, Carrie was famous. She she's a very oh, well known yes. she's a very People well known columnist. column. Right. Yeah. 
And I think that was an interesting People discovery. People know her name, which is surprising. And this guy yeah. looks exactly like Tom Hanks. He does. I wrote that down this time. I couldn't believe I hadn't seen it before. I said he's like a knockoff Tom Hanks. Yeah. He looks like Colin Especially Hanks. when he's hooking up with the girlfriend. Yeah, I didn't, exactly. Doesn't he look like a different actor than the actor in the first two Skipper, episodes? He, he looks maybe like Tom Hanks. Maybe they recast Hanks. him. No, I don't think. He, maybe it's a young is Colin it? Hanks. But Miranda it, Colin Hanks doesn't look it. like Tom Hanks. Miranda's like, did he lose weight? Has he been working out? She can't. And of course, clearly what it is, is just that he has confidence and he's not interested in her anymore. It seems. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, G. Yeah, of course. Miranda just like is totally struck She's by this down. moment. We so got now, it. To, this is the most troubling part of it, the episode. It's I was like, Miranda. Miranda is such a manipulative bitch. She is. And this whole fucking episode, I was like... Damn, I relate to her so much. Like, she knows that Skipper just went home to have sex with his boring-ass girlfriend. I know. And she's like, And she knows that answering machines still exist. And she knows that Skipper loves her so much. And she's like, I'm going to call him during sex and start to leave a voicemail. And Skipper answers the phone. I can't imagine. He was obsessed with Right, and also her voice is, I guess, like, we, you know, it's like, oh, you see someone's number pop up on your phone is slightly different than having them hearing the voicemail in real time. so good. So, yeah, Skipper's falling back into the trap because Miranda's like, I miss you. She says in this voicemail, I miss you and you look so good. And he is literally inside of this this woman Uh and he picks... That's crazy town. And then he yes. breaks up with her. He's like, you're he really talks great to Miranda. girl. I don't think it's going to work Hands out. She's like, you're breaking up with me while, while you're, you're still, still inside of me. me. And it's like, he literally does. Yeah, that, I don't like that. That seems no. icky. And I think I that, it, much totally like the glee, icky. he came in a hot tub and thought he got her pregnant. Right. This, this seems t- to me to be a stretch Basic of the imagination. Basic human decency. I thought like this, um... It seems like anyone that she would be interested in. Why is she? If he's if he's mid uh, lovemaking, yeah. and and is still inside her, and is is but but a moment removed from finishing some sort of sexual he's encounter. He's supposed to be that obsessed with Miranda. Oh, he's well, also that's a I guess younger. that's crazy town. It is. Yeah, how crazy old is Tom town. Hanks? Tom Hanks Skipper <laughs> is like. 26, 27. Mm. Oh, he's in the Valley of the 20-something guys. Yeah. I forgot. They're in oh. Union Square, and then, and then Charlotte's on a date at the Blue Water Grill in Union Square. With this guy who she's, who's supposed to be the her perfect New York man who is so not cute. He's, yeah. He's yucky. He's got Michael. pants. He looks like a Michael. Tucked into... No offense to weird. any Michaels in my life, but... <laughs> he's got khakis with his shirt tucked in. He's just like a yucky, not-that-cute guy. Khakis so, make me who think we of know fun. is very sexually aggressive. She seems boring. No? Is I, that bad? At this point, I think she is. She's had interesting arcs like twice, and then she's barely been in some of the other episodes. But according to people who have been on this podcast in the past, her arc is the most interesting because she gets interesting. They're Fantastic. All, all of their arcs are interesting. And I think this episode, she's her storyline is very important. Except for Carrie. Right. <laughs> Carrie never learns. Right. Carrie and Big are now at a party. Mm-hmm. And Carrie looks... A society party. My favorite outfits on the Sex and the City, and I will, I'll go... On the oh, record is saying this, dress. when they look Tin Man chic. Oh, you loved that first metallic Tin Man chic one. And then a woman comes up to Big and straight just up. It's just, Sorry. No, please. I'm not going to podcast. I want you that. are. She kiss him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> she, kiss him in the face. She <laughs> kiss him in the face. That's so she, high right there. And she's like, you have my passport. And her boobs are her out. Her boobs are out. In a way that I just can't imagine boobs sticking up no, like that. No, I think that's Garrett, magic. Thoughts? Black magic. I... I'm on recorded thing forever now. You mouth that you love boobs so much. I won't deny that. <laughs> Listen, I love boobs. I yeah. love boobs too. They're so yeah. fun. You know when I don't love boobs when I'm running. Yeah. And then I say Same. I hate my giant tees when I'm running as well. <laughs> That's so, scary. Yeah, well, I can understand how now. people would find her attractive after seeing this. He is but an you idiot. Big, no, I, so you're, you're attracted to her because okay. she's the sexiest woman alive. Not a that's, lie. That's I think untrue. it's the way that she moves and interacts with men that people find so attractive yeah. more than what she straight up looks like. I actually, Although her body is insane. The least attractive thing about her in this show are the voiceovers. I think yeah. intelligence, I think, is the most attractive quality in a well, they're human so being. Well, they're so kitschy. Yeah, it sucks. It's like, ah, 
Yeah, I'm not going to quote it. You guys can watch the, that. Was about, that was about to be what we call a train wreck. <laughs> Please do quote it. Me I making up it. a fit. Can you just try it? Do, do it. Do it. Just try it. And I wondered. And I wondered. Are women used to being objectified in this manner? <laughs> Moving scenery with props? Why would anyone sign on to be an extra? Uh, oh. I can't do it. Okay, that's okay. So Big brings. It was a good try. No, it wasn't. It was terrible. It was it, a good try. Big brings Carrie to a party. Uh his friend Max's party and then he she gets stopped by the mouth kiss by boobies and then Max who's like in an all blue outfit like a fucking Elvis with like a gross mustache and a cigar and, and a cigar and thanks Garrett and oh, and yeah. um Big is like this is the girl I'm dating which I was like surprised <laughs> and Max is like Julia and Carrie's uh. like fuck your yeah. dumbass face. I think, uh, yeah, he seems to suck a small amount. I don't love Big. I don't get why she's doing it. He's supposed to be in his 40s, but he's like a fuck boy. He like is non-committal. <laughs> he is the 40-year-old version of. He like is this successful businessman who can't commit to like Can a I ask a drink question? with her. Yeah. yeah. What's a fuck boy? It, you know what a fuck boy is. It's I, just I like know what no. it is, but isn't it someone that like you just want to fuck? Like, no, no, they're they're no, no. See, no. I don't know what a fuck boy who's old. So I thought it was someone who was only good for fuck Bridget. Boys. List list guys that you consider fuck boys that we know. Conceptually, the the idea of a fuck boy is like someone who is he's just messing around with you. He has no intentions of really being serious and is just trying to get so what he's he can a fuck, out of girls. Fuck boy is his own thing. Like yeah, he's it's about just, him. It's not for he. Yeah, like, so I think I think the distinction. Um, you see what Urban Dictionary has to yeah, say I actually, about this. Yeah, because I I think I think there's a distinction. I actually don't particular I don't pretend to know, but I think there's a distinction between casually hooking up with someone, which I think if everyone's cool with it, that that seems to be fine. Certainly. Okay, read. Can you read the Urban Dictionary? The, it, it's a long one, but <laughs> I would speak? say it's it's a it's a millennial douchebag equivalent. And okay. the idea is just that it's all sexual motivation, and that they are trying to get something out of women, and often make promises or like allude to things they're not actually planning on following through and that's what big is he's non-committal he wants the good things of carrie but is like not willing to commit to her i really uh, like also, how carrie sorry no please no you go i just really like how carrie sort of asked point blank like what do you what do you want what do i what do you want from me and he's like i'm not doing this here he loves to repeat her in a condescending way and i don't like that about well, him. i think the notion of a fuck boy too is also someone who's trying to save face Mm-hmm. So instead of being honest and being like, this is what yeah, I'm interested I'm in, it's like, no, right. but I, I, I'm a good human being. Totally. And right. I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with honesty, even if it's ugly. I think, I think that's probably the only thing that matters in a relationship is like transparent. I mean, love and like, you know, right. caring. But I would imagine if in a sexual in- encounter or if you're hooking up with someone, like if I've had women be very honest with me, like I'm not interested in dating you. I don't want anything totally. further. And as long as you know that upfront you know, is fine. Can, totally. Yeah. But yeah. if someone is constantly trying to save face or constantly trying to play the character of or the good like, guy. No, it's fine if we're just hooking up, but then they're constantly upset with you that you're not emotionally engaging. Or, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, but I don't know if that's fuck boyery or, or no, I think that's a that's another thing. I think that's just a, the difficulty of communication sometimes, and right. especially in a time when like everyone is talking a lot, but not maybe not really be talking in some ways. You people know, people talking without listening, people hearing, hearing without, without speaking. Speaking. <laughs> people writing songs that voices just never share. Never share. Yeah, I'm beautiful. Garrett, you're and gonna that take was over not bad. That was not bad. <laughs> Gold leader, niner, niner. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, she leaves, and then she goes to the party where Stanford is. She goes to a party where everyone is. What does she? What is it? Under yeah. thirty. Under gorgeous, 30, but, cool, and under thirty. Yeah. And influential. She goes to you know you know who would be at the party that she's going to? Serene. <laughs> God, oh. you ruined my joke. God. <laughs> okay. Were you, you going to say Sir Ian McKellen? I was going to say Serena Vanderwoodson oh. and the Gossip Girl gang. Oh, Sir Ian McKellen <laughs> is a great thing to think that was coming out of that. Sir Ian McKellen is a... Mu- yeah, and I... This guy... Jared. I think this guy Jared makes us all want to Yeah, die. gross. Jared? Jeremy? Jared. Jared. Okay, this scene is upsetting. So, yes, Miranda... Because both of them have done a bad thing. Miranda fucks Skipper, and he's like goo goo. They're like in a 69 position. On just his bed, staring. just talking no, to each other. it's her bed. Oh, is it? Yeah. That it seems sense. to be a, a white bed and a 
Black Box Theater. <laughs> I was like, really they're, was. they're in. And they are shot. Performance piece. Uh, this is in the, re- uh, this was the rehearsal room for the Little Foxes. Yeah. Right. Oh, She's that was a sure. great play. You love the Little Foxes. I do. So Ooh. Tom Hanks is, is looking a little chubby in this. He is. And he, yeah, you go. No, all I was going to say is the minute that I realized they'd hooked up again and he opens his mouth to start talking, I was like, oh my God, she's going to dump him again. He's going to tell her everything and she's going to be like, you're crazy and it's going to be over. I wrote, oh honey. Well, so my, again, uh, a girl I dated a while ago who's never going to listen to this, so it's yeah. fine, um, <laughs> was after we broke up. Um, this was uh, the first time I had ever um, engaged in... Uh, breakup sex I guess and I was under the assumption maybe we would continue a relationship like we broke up and then sort of spent a couple months apart and then had like this fantastic uh, we like got dinner again but like there certainly were still feelings and a spark still there and then we ended up um, hooking up and after after we slept together she like gave me essentially a pat on the arm (laughs) and was like god this breakup sex was awesome I'll see you around kid (laughs) I was like oh Oh, oh, shit. Oh, that's what this was. No. Oh, shit. <laughs> you got skippered. You got skippered. I got... So, I I think as soon as he was into it, I was like, buddy, yeah. no. But you also wouldn't have been, at that time, dating someone else and then break up with her while having sex with her. Right. <laughs> I don't have breakups. Don't yeah. take this the wrong way. But I think Garrett is in a very objectively handsome, maybe has some skipper tendencies. Whoa! I would never. I certainly have felt deep feelings of love in my life. I've, I've certainly, yeah, I've, I certainly have been in serious relationships. Never would I pull out mid hump (laughs) (laughs) to pick up a phone call of an ex lover. Not that, but like that's crazy town. He could be a serial killer for all I know. (laughs) I don't like that. Why? I'm curious what. Yeah, I'm curious what you're thinking of that makes you think of Garrett. I think when you love, you love unabashedly, but you also overthink everything. And also you come to me and talk about problems with girls like Skipper does to Carrie. So more the relationship relationship. to to Carrie re me. That's very different. Yeah. But also you like overthink things. And you apologize a lot, which I associate with Skipper. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. But also it it seems like everyone in the show overthinks things. Isn't that a trope of like friends? Isn't that people? Isn't any relationship? Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. I did not mean to, to offend you in no, that way. No, don't. No, you didn't. You certainly did not Surprise offend me. me. Skipper looks like Tom Hanks. <laughs> so then we cut to Charlotte hooking up with. He's so gross and aggressive. He keeps trying He's to do the not head cute. thing. He keeps forcing her head down into his lap. Yeah, for for any of our uh, listeners out there, regardless of gender, male, female, yeah, yeah. non-gender binary conforming in any sort of capacity. Exactly. I would I would uh I would say consent is sexy and we all need to work harder to make it and so. And that includes not forcing someone's head into your lap. That seems like a non-consensual encounter. I, this was like aggressive and not cute. I wrote down why don't they talk about the proximity of the dog? The dog really just bed. sits right there. So he's so gross. The thing, too, that bo- bothers me is that they don't address how aggressive it is. Is that they what they <laughs> what they talk about here is that Charlotte doesn't want to do it because she doesn't want to give him a blowjob. And I'm, I wrote down that I was proud of her because she keeps saying no. And she's like, I just don't want to do it. And I'm not going to do it. They have this terrible conversation. But no one ever says, like, yeah, oh. you shouldn't want that because you should it's not okay that he's shoving you into his lap. That wasn't as much of a conversation yet. I'm mm-hmm. sure not, like, but it's Like, I feel crazy. like now, if this if this scene came out now, like, there would be... And it wasn't addressed in any way, what he's doing? No. Yeah. Well, also, this scene is, a, this scene is presented in, like, a, a cute, fun way instead of... Instead of a serious, yes. I don't know if this scene exists in like a lighthearted comedic way in 2017. It doesn't. No, because he's like, doesn't. you'll get used to it. Come on. And she's like, he I says, don't. Will you at least lick my balls? At the end. And that's, that's, the, that's the punchline. But before I that. I think that's still the punchline. I'm sorry. He's like, like, what a fucking idiot. Yeah. He's like, you'll get used to it. And he's like, I plan on getting a lot of blowjobs in my future. And she's like, and he's like, like also, and I hope you'll be around for them. Yeah, like, and she's like, what? And he's like, I'll go to another. I'll person. find another source. That's not great, Garrett. Buddy. Do you have? I have. I have a question. Would this be a deal breaker if you if you were like four months into a relationship yeah, with someone and, she, and found out she would never give you a blowjob? Yeah, and you so were if, like, uh, yeah. Well, I think I think pursuing a serious relationship with someone is more contingent. And I'm not just saying this as sort of a no, bullshit totally, totally. answer. Pursu- 
pursue, pursuing a serious relationship with someone is more important than whether or not you get a blowjob yeah, once like every six months, you know? What if it was like... Good job, Garrett. What if no, you were, I don't want fucking credit. I what also, if you were in Italy for six months and you met someone who was never going <laughs> to give you a blowjob? Would you keep fucking up with her? Yeah. Bridget, do you have big plans? <laughs> yeah, wow. No, I'm just so curious. Because I feel like... I don't know. I feel like there isn't quite a sexual equivalent for women of getting a blowjob. Like right, good because, oral can be. You know, it's really I don't fucked know. up. I just don't think we'd get it. So I'm working on. I or I'm, I'm helping. I'm helping a, a self-taught sexologist set up a YouTube what? channel. She's really? seventy years old. Yeah. Um. Her name is Emmy. She's yeah, and That's she's dope. adorable. Um. And also great at uh, apparently like her speaking about cool. sex and her people. Uh-huh. And she has done research or read about the extent to which women refuse or, or just don't or are unaccustomed to standing up for their sexual yeah, needs. Totally. Um, and oftentimes like there's a very, uh, a very good female friend of mine hooked uh-huh. up with a guy okay. and he, uh-huh. the first time the two of them hooked up, um, he just like, they had slept together and he did his thing. He finished. And then he was just like, this was great. Wasn't it? <gasps> And was just like, we're done, you know? Wow. And that in and of itself is shocking that it was outside of his uh, conscious right. consciousness he wasn't even. that a woman, it shouldn't, it should be a team thing where ev- yeah. it should be a win-win situation, right? right? Where, where everyone tries totally. to achieve. That's right. Well, it's to get back to what's his face though, whatever the fucker. Cons- Conway. Oh. Yeah. Conway. Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway. Conway. Yeah. Um, I think the notion of uh, reciprocation as it relates to, mm-hmm. or like whether or not a blowjob is a deal breaker, I think obviously, as with anything, depends on the person. But men are so much more uh, accustomed to or trained to right. stick up for their sexual needs. Like, I want head. It's like a totally it, appropriate thing. Else, yeah. And yeah. like the fact that women are are afraid or, or don't Do feel comfortable. you know what's a crazy thing? Demanding. I think that a lot of women don't actually even like receiving oral sex because it takes such an... Well, it's because weird. Because we're taught that it's like kind of gross. And, and it's like, your... And it's your... It's, it's your... It's like private. It's, yeah. It's like... It's but the it's most more intimate that, of spaces. Yeah, of course. And that, but there's this thing about like vaginas or... It's not as accepted as like dicks are. Dicks are just kind of a part of culture. And then it's like... <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I'm making sense, but no, there's this thing that like, Certainly. if you, it's like a big thing to ask someone to like put their mouth on your vagina versus it's just kind of expected that like, so jobs is part of yeah, sex. You suck dick. Yeah. Um, but speaking of lamps, um, so Samantha is now returning. He's speaking of blowjobs. <laughs> Garrett just filleted his chapstick. Um, but back to lamps. So size is appropriate. Speaking <laughs> of lamps. Samantha is entering an apartment with the, her new broker the British guy and it's she loves it it's she beautiful looks she looks unreal amazing she has the tiny, tiniest red dress on and very quickly she loves the apartment and then they're making out there's a broom in the corner there so, is so yeah, Samantha like has she's like wow this apartment's beautiful and then she starts making out with the real estate agent and to celebrate and he takes her top off she like immediately unbuttons. he just yeah he just pulls her dress down to her waist she's not wearing a bra and then the door opens it's the other real estate agent and bringing he, like, someone else and he cups her boobs and I think it's so <laughs> it's really funny fun. um, and then nothing no one acknowledged she's like oh my god I can't believe that you are working with another broker I can't believe you weren't going to show me this apartment and very then funny she storms out and then they go back to making out and then they and roll their eyes and they go. continue and then Carrie is with um Jared. Uh, stupid Jared at the party. Gross Jared. Who says he thinks he's in love with her because she's like, she pushes back. So All he, he wants is yeah. someone to be like. Whoever wrote this as well sort of had Men. some perception of, yeah, so who. So A gay man, In though. season one, it was okay. the writing room was, I think, mostly men. So then Carrie calls. In apparently later seasons, it changes. Carrie That's, calls big. Right. Like, guess where. And she's like, where the fuck did you go? And she's like, it's like, this cool guy wants me to go home with him. On like, a landline. <laughs> she's like, meet me at this park. Or she's like, Jared's here. And Jared just put his hand on my waist. And then she's like, meet me at this park. And your I name's also, not on the list. Someone, yeah. yeah, she says you can't come into the club because your name's not on the list. A girl that I was front. casually hooking up with one time. Uh-huh was out with another guy and she kept on texting me a pl- texting me we were texting and then she was texting me a play-by-play of like her night and my I reaction was like though i'm i certainly was into her but my reaction was just like 
if you're crazy. telling me this, then like you do you, but yeah. like I like what I I don't know what you want from me in this situation. And my response immediately like was like, I've I've no. had I've had this like mind fuck game relationship with someone. That's and true. I don't think I, I don't think I would do it. I would be smarter. I was. I'm smarter. Oh about well, it. the thing is, if someone did this to me, I'd be immediately disinterested. So I would never try this on someone because it's the kind of thing that to me is like hell no. That's like I, if you're gonna call or you're gonna be telling me what you're doing when you're not out with me like that. Either we're either we're either we're emotionally invested in that way or we're not. And I don't want to play. I have and no. It seems emotionally in. manipulative. It does. It's they're both so emotionally manipulative. And they're He's, only a month into this. Yeah. I'm like, how can you become healthy if you start? I think games turn me off because I know yeah. that if I ever um, engaged, I would lose horribly. It, so I think I, right. you know, like games are the worst. Well, if you're out with any intention of a potentially more serious engagement, if you're like open to the idea of something developing in a more serious way, people who I want to be engaged with seriously are not game players. I'm a game player. I've dated a gamer and I've dated a not gamer. Mm. One of them is significantly more fun, but one of them is also significantly more tumultuous. That's true. It's an, And that's what, well, it's like we've talked about before with this show in particular, teaching women to go for the like crazy option instead of like a more settled, yes. that that's what love because is. Because that's what big is. So yeah. people are like, I don't want to settle. For, and maybe that explains me a little crazy. bit. Wow. You know, because yeah. I grew up watching this. I'm like, I don't want to settle for the like, safe boring loves me i'm like let me she's pointing at me while she's saying that (laughs) garrett garrett is safe and And he's boring no garrett and i have had many a conversation garrett i think you're super objectively attractive you're just like not for me and i like think you're amazing and i think you're gonna make some girl very happy someday it's not funny when you don't do the bit back now i just (laughs) (laughs) garrett just leaned in to listen to brooke talk about him brooke i think you're objectively a beautiful woman i think any guy would be lucky to have you and i love our relationship as just friends yeah yeah i don't want anything more from that yeah platonic joyful friendships that you get great emotional fulfillment out of are the best things in life i think that would be accurate for all three of us in this room i hope so yeah. What do you mean you hope so? I was like, Bridget, we're friends. And you were like, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Prove it, Garrett. Whoa. Yeah. Garrett I would. No, I a... don't mean that darkly. I'm so honored you feel that way. He's a, good, he's a good person for a good hike. We've had some good hikes. We almost died. Garrett and I almost died on a hike. We did. Guys, that's, but we did it together. That's a lot. He's good for a phone call. Just to end the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, he meets big, her in a park, but also she stands out in this park waiting for him for like a... To, because he's on the other side of the park and I it's know, supposed to be when, cute. My question is... Who stands how, in a park alone at 3 a.m.? How when long you're... does it take them to get places in this? The, the concept of time in the show... Call a fucking Uber. To me. <laughs> right. It's like 24. Uber. It's like Jack yeah. Bauer trying Taxi. to get on the 405 in rush hour, and he's like <laughs> there in 15 minutes. She does give this like <laughs> nice, nice speech. I've done the merry-go-round. I've been through the revolving door. I feel like I met somebody I can stand still with for a minute, and don't you want to stand still with me? She Grey's wants Anatomy. to stand still with him, and then he kind of, he puts his arm around her and He's stands. not, he's so noncommittal. His answer is nonverbal. He doesn't non-verbal. even say it to her. He just stands there with her for a second. Can I say three things? Yes. Yes. The first thing is, it's three in the morning and no one looks tired, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. The second thing is, she's waiting in a park for 45 minutes without a cell phone. What the fuck is she doing? I know. <laughs> staring, staring at the trees. She's thinking. And the third thing is, what a crazy, instead of... The phrase or what? Do you want to go on a journey with me? Yeah. Do you want to embark on something? Asking someone to stand still with you, I understand the intention behind it, but what an utterly hideous thing (laughs) to literally ask someone. Yeah. What a terrible question. Or I don't know. I didn't like the question. It's not very poetic if you actually think about it. You know how Hakuna Matata is a wonderful phrase? You might beg that um, this is a horrible phrase. (laughs) I what like a how you horrible said. phrase. It's true. <laughs> Who's yeah. everyone's favorite character on the in the play? Okay, here's well, here are some questions I have play. for you. Oh, so now, okay. welcome to Brooks Corner. Question Corner, Garrett. Yes. First, which of the four ladies are you most attracted to? Oh, interesting. Physically or like uh, personality-wise? Who would you like to fuck and who would you like to date? I was that. Kill, was... fuck, marry. Well, stuff because I think the boring one is really, really pretty. I don't, I don't know if they hair. said her name. Yeah, they all have brown. The dog hair. one. The, the one. dog one. Yeah, the yeah. one who's dog. The the blowy yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> she is. But in this episode, she really doesn't so get. So kill. She's very pretty. Kill. Fuck. Marry. Platonic best friend. Okay. Perfect. Um, <laughs> That's great. Cynthia Nixon was amazing in the Little Foxes. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so kill, um, kill the kill the one who loves real estate. Samantha. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Um, just because she didn't, I didn't learn anything about. Yeah, sure. She didn't speak once in the whole episode. She just goes into an apartment and gets groped <laughs> twice. That's Samantha. That's fair. Oh, okay. I learned nothing no. about her. She doesn't get much depth in this at all. Yeah, she no, is she a doesn't. great character. She is. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. Um, uh, you marry Cynthia Nixon because she's Cynthia Nixon. Right. Sure. And then the other two, I think you sort of work something out. You know. Sure. Would you be? Yeah, that makes sense. I also want to know though who he had identify with. Yeah, which woman do are I you? Identify with? Yeah, you can pick a mix. Maybe the one who gets <laughs> gets groped in an apartment. <laughs> no, no, no. So you want to kill yourself? She doesn't get no. groped. She chooses to be groped. So you think you're really fuckable? <laughs> Absolutely not. That's what you're saying. I, well, I guess I have to identify with the chubby Tom Hanks in this one. Skipper, I told you. Oh. No, no, of the four women. That's because I was told. Oh, of the four women. Yeah, no, Which, I want you to identify. Like, that's what we asked. So for I love, guests. I love hearing myself talk. So that is one of them. You're gonna like this podcast. I'm boring. Um, can you guys yeah. give me your opinions? I think you're a Carrie Miranda, just like me. Carrie Miranda's the boring one in the main one. Carrie no. is like Miranda's neurotic, analytical and writing, oh, and then that's great. And then high, more high-powered, sarcastic, funny. Biting is the word we're not using lesbian or <laughs> no? Uh, they want her to be. I mean, well, Cynthia Nixon is a lesbian, but she's yeah. not in it. What uh, resonated with you most in this episode? What what thing that happened did you resonate with most? Mm, I want to think about this one for a second. Garrett, mm, the uh, I loved friends getting meals together. That was yeah. mine. The they pasta, the stress sweet. eating of pasta. It's funny. The thing I was thinking happened in that scene, but it wasn't exactly that. My this is this is maybe skewed a little bit, but the way that Miranda reacts when she sees Skipper, when she's like, "Has he been working out? Is he whatever?" Where like, if I've had any connection to someone in the past, whether or not I'll say it out loud, if I see them with someone else, I'm like instant jealousy, rage of like. It could yeah, me, me, oh, me. Oh, it's just funny. Me. You, you were like, the, oh, he looks good. And mine was like, what an incompetent bitch. I was like, yeah, that's how I am. Uh, also, okay. the way that they bring that shit up is, I think, indicative indicative of oh yeah the time, right? Or yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's. Do either of you feel like any plot lines in this episode would have happened really differently if they happened now versus 20 years ago? Well, it seems as if Girls has done this whole entire show, but today, right? Mm. Well, oh, so I think right. it's tough. I think it's tough because we've grown up experiencing like a number of very high octane seri- ensemble pieces mm-hmm. about twenty somethings in New York people. City. Yeah. White twenty something. Yeah. I certainly resonate more City. with Broad City than I do girls. Yeah, but, but gr- I think girls, similar friends, girls and Sex in the City. I think if you analyze all of them to a certain degree, they're they're different forms in different times, tackling the exact yes. same. Friends thing. and Sex in the City are about the same time. Great, but they're so it's but, but they're similar. vastly different forms. Yes, though. yes. One is yes. an HBO and one is an NBC like sitcom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People joke often that you know people are like, there would be such outrage if there was a show called Whitish, and people are like, well, there there was. It was Seinfeld. It was Friends, and like all of these fall Frasier, under that. Fra- like Grace. even Sex in the City. Apparently, uh, sorry, Jessica Parker like fought that a lot. She, like, wanted diversity on the wow. show. I was going to say, at one point, we had them paused at the party, and I noted that there was a black man behind her because it happens so rarely, it seems. Yeah. That is one thing where it's, like, the the vestiges of diversity have not really begun to yeah. sprout. And just, like, representation of homosexuals and representation of... Feet. Feet. Horses. <laughs> and it all comes back. Garrett. Yeah. Do you have any, like... What did? Oh yeah! Okay. Now that we've wa- now that you've watched an episode, what do you feel? What have you learned? And yeah. what do you think is? Di- do you have? An, what are your takeaways? Does your, has your I learned a lot. I know show. what the show is. Yeah. Well, I, I feel as if I I have a better idea of literally what the show is yeah. happening or what is it it's about. Uh-huh. Um, my takeaways. I certainly enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's it's interesting. I think I was doing the constant dance between enjoying it for purely enjoying it and how they dealt with the subject matter and enjoying it because it's like funny that certain things I feel like now watching it there's like always an element of nostalgia yeah both for like 20 years ago 20 years ago and also like for me being you know for women older than me or men older than us Mm -hmm. um it's associated with the time to time when they watched it for the first time um, I was just talking to my sister tonight that my really my only memory of watching Sex in the City was when she and our my our oldest sister moved my oldest sister moved to 
the city 10 years ago they lived in this tiny 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 shoebox apartment like very stereotypical first new york apartment on christopher street and when i was there we the only channel that they had played sex in the city and we watched it like the three of us until like 4 a.m one night and that was the most i'd ever seen of sex in the city and mara was tonight today saying it felt like the thing to do at 18 when she'd moved to new york was watch the one channel of sex in the city that came onto her tv the episode you mean no, the literally there was one channel and it played Sex and the City and it was just oh. like this all makes sense. But I feel like that's still true today. Yeah, totally. Like that, and that's what's that's what's so amazing to me about the show is that it still has that like the influence on young women moving to New York, like that like humanity of New yeah, York that I that I talked about. Well, it's funny. New York is such a character in anything that it's in. New York is like its own, so you can still sort recognize of. it too. It's like this is a show about New York and New Yorkers, you know, and like that that stays true whether Especially or not it's 1998 like, or not yeah like being a woman in new york like this is these are their stories and as a woman in new york i think for me <laughs> it was cool to watch yeah did you have fun i did would you watch more yeah like if it was on you would be happy to sit and watch it certainly it really yeah. gets more i will say the characters definitely um get more depth as the series goes on mm-hmm. i've gotten more excited to watch it every single episode i've seen Right, I'm sure, but I think it also is. I think with the way we can, we consume things differently now. Yeah, like I think, totally. I think it was like a little. There were moments that were a little polite for my liking. Mm-hmm. Sure, I thought like seeing running into an ex lover to return to this moment for the seventh time. I'm so sorry, but running into her ex boyfriend Cynthia Nixon, going like, "Has he been working out? Wow, he looks different." I feel like that moment in 2017 looks. We're able to. Yeah, yeah, we're able to hop on a phone really quickly. Yeah. Or you look across the table. I think we have the perspective now. the uh, The trope of "Has he been working out?" is a little tired right Right. now. So we have the foresight to look across the table and be like, "I don't, I don't give a shit if she's been working out. Like she is not mine anymore. But she looks better because (laughs) Because I miss her. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I know shit. But what if she has been working out? Revenge bod. Do you guys live together? (laughs) Does seem that way. I see Bridget. (laughs) I live in Brooklyn. Yeah, we live very, very far far away. Yeah, but we're going to a Yankees game. So Garrett. Yes. Where can we find you on social media? Oh, I'm the third Lil Bear. And that's B-A-E-R. Yeah, T-H-E-T-H-I-R-D, Lil, <laughs> L-I-L, B-A-E-R. <laughs> on Twitter um, and Instagram. Twitter and Instagram. My Instagram is horribly boring. It's a lot of pictures of me and my siblings, but they're so much cooler than I am. But my Twitter is... I love twins. I don't know them, but I love twins. I think they're great. I enjoy them. them. They're really... I'm a big fan. I'm fans of their work as well. But... I don't know. I think my Twitter's popping. It is popping. It is. Now people hate me. Um. That's simply not true. <laughs> Garrett's yeah. one of the most beloved friends I have. He's a good. He's a good. Beloved. I was so excited when I found out he was coming this weekend. I turned to Brooke and was like, "Do you think Garrett would be on our podcast?" And Brooke I'm was like, to be "Yes." Here. I'm so honored. Garrett has here. such a pleasant radio voice. He does. Yeah, you're talking about mine. I could listen to you forever. I'm wow, no guys. Bye. <laughs> Why don't you guys just do a podcast? Stop. Oh, we will. I was just gonna say it's a good thing you're having fun, Garrett, because we're keeping you here for. The, you're replacing me. Uh, no one could replace either of you guys. That's sweet of you. You're replacing, you're replacing me. I'm gone. I'm out. I don't have Please. a pleasant voice. You produce this, so you can't leave for it to fall apart. No, I'm just going to become the producer. <laughs> I mean, you guys are going to dream girls me. I'm Effie. Ugh. Curtis was supposed to love me. Curtis was supposed to I love me. I can, can't sing, so that analogy doesn't work. Look. My socials are BridgetM37 on Instagram and at Mrs. Burt Macklin on Twitter. I love that you always say at. Yeah, it's, I guess I do. Thanks I am for noticing um, my ticks. Well, now I'm about Tell to me, do Brooke. it. I'm at Brooke underscore Wiseman on Twitter. <gasps> there we go. Yep. And I'm just Brooke Wiseman, no underscore on Instagram. Don't forget it. Um, Don't forget it. Get it right. Get it tight. Collectively, it right. we are at Splat Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter. Tweet at us. Talk to us. Oh, ra- you guys. Thank every. I just want to take a minute to yes. thank everyone so much for listening. Thank you rating. so much for coming. We're really excited that you, you guys are listening and like our numbers are going up steadily and like which is super fun. Tell your Please, friends about yeah. us. Like if, if you know you anyone like who us, loves Sex in the City or rate us, review, subscribe if you haven't so already. It's so easy on iTunes. It means it like really helps. And us. we're like, on Acast now, and we're working on getting on other platforms. So please. I don't keep even listening. know what that means, but I'm excited, and we love you. We love you guys. Say bye, Garrett. I'm in love with you. <laughs> 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 <laughs>